Steve Litvak from Rock and Roll Rumble, and you're listening to Rochester Free Radio, WRFZ LP, Rochester. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Ken Corpus on your Analog Man show with Computer Tech Talk, and we're going to be playing some local music for you. Uh, we're here today. Uh, Corey's in the house with me. And uh, we're going to be playing some music. Uh, to get you started off here, going to play the first song by Amanda Ashley. Amanda's a local artist. I'll tell you a little bit about her after we play this particular song, which is called Almond Joy. He's the one that I want, the one that I need, yeah.
All right, everybody. Again, this is Ken Corpus here, and I've got Corey in the house with me. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, you're on. It's not working. It's not working. Oh, the volume was way down. There you <laughs> oh, there go. go. What's going Some, on, everybody? A lot of people do different things in here in the studio before us, and we don't catch it right away. So I just turned the mics off, and they turned the mics off and down. So... All right, so that was Amanda Ashley. I want to tell you a little bit about her right now. She's a national touring recording artist from Long Island, but she's right here in the Rochester, New York area. Actually, she's out of uh, the Webster area. Um, she was raised in Hotsville, Long Island, began writing and composing at an early age of 14, and was performing solo by the age of 16 in local coffee houses. After graduating from Fredonia State University, my sister went there. Um, Amanda found her way in the Rochester community as a local performer and musician's event coordinator. Amanda footprint, Amanda's footprint on the Rochester music community stems from years of hosting and organizing a plethora of plethora, that's plethora a good word. of social opportunities which encourage growth, community, education while providing a platform. Amanda's musical compositions embrace a variety of styles and influences. So yes, uh, definitely Amanda's music is... Uh, quite uh interesting and she does play out uh, actually tonight i believe she's playing at the la bella vita in uh, webster on empire boulevard i think it starts at 6 30 right after this maybe we should stop by maybe we will so i want to talk a little bit about some computer stuff computer uh, stuff yeah you know that <laughs> geeky stuff right uh, basically, there's a, you know some things going around. We talk about a lot of times. We talk on scams and things that are going around. There's one going around on Instagram. Imagine Another that. one. Imagine yeah. that. A scam ad for Ray-Ban sunglasses has been making the rounds on Instagram. There are many versions, but they tend to feature the Ray-Ban logo and photos of sunglasses. Along with WOA, what a crazy deal, offers 90% off. Now, immediately, Corey, when you think of 90% off, what are you going to think? It seems too good to be true. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've seen that one that dangles a cheap, cheap price tag of like $23 for tip sunglasses that typically go over 100 So, um, of course, it's always you better hurry up. The sale ends See, today. The one thing I've never understood is like that's the one thing you guys always taught me, especially as being a kid. Like, if something seems too good to be true, it probably is. Like, do your research. I mean, not in a bad way, not to put anyone down or anything like that, especially if you fall into the scams or what have you. Um, but even just clicking on some of these emails, the phishing emails, things like that, Yeah. they talk about it at work all the time with me. These emails, even if you click on them, it allows access to certain things and even going to the website or what have you. So it's definitely one of those things where if it seems too good to be true or it's something that you've gotten that you're not sure of or where you got it from, um, it's probably something that you would want to avoid. You're normally not going to get an email from anywhere unless you've signed up for something. Yeah, so that, that basically happened again today. I saw on Facebook somebody posted that um, they got an email scam that, you know, that came in, and 
I, po- I, re- I posted back. I said, never, ever, ever open anything from anybody that you don't know that you didn't ask for. Well, it's the same Just thing. Never, ever do it. And then you won't worry about getting infected. Well, it's the same thing that goes back to, we talked about the scam uh, where they call you and pretend to be Microsoft. Yes. Um, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but it's the same exact precedent of if you didn't request their assistance, I guess you could say. Right. Um, then they should not be reaching out to you. Same thing with an email. Same thing with an email or phone call or whatever it may be when it comes to a product. Right. They're not going to, other than advertise, other than a general advertisement, either over the radio, the TV, things like that, they're not going to get your personal email address unless you've personally signed up for that. So if you haven't signed up for it, I would definitely recommend staying away from it. Yep. So there's other fake ad scams out there. Um, There's a bogus UGG outlet store scam on Facebook. Um, They they list a whole bunch of them. I, I got this off of the website Naked Security. Dot They're a very good place to go to for information. Yeah, I use them a lot. They, they do report pretty good information from time to time. Some of it can be a little techy and a little geeky, but... Definitely a lot of tech terms um, there. But it's a pretty good place to get some information. So um, I think the, I'm just going to go to my tried and true next song here. I'm going to pull up another Foreigner. I, I can't get enough of Foreigner. I, I got to tell you, you know, I really did enjoy them uh, back, you know, when I was... In the 80s and and, uh, and and as well as today, still their music is uh, definitely something. Definitely a center point. A lot yeah. of, especially younger generations, do know a lot of Foreigner. So it's definitely a good band to listen to. I definitely enjoy it myself. Yeah, so this one is another one of my favorites. It's called uh, Waiting for a Girl Like You. This is a Foreigner that features Lou Graham, who's still in the Rochester area and out and about. Like I said, you might see him at a car show or a cruise night locally. So here's Waiting for a Girl Like You.
All right, that was Foreigner, and that song was called Waiting for a Girl Like You. And uh, hopefully uh, Lou Graham is out there somewhere listening. Anyways, we'll talk a little bit more tech talk here. So I found out again today, Just was just reported at 4.29 p.m., so just around the time I showed up at the studio to start pulling together information for the show, happened to see this news article. Florida City pays $600,000 to hackers who seized its computer system. 600 grand. So Fort Lauderdale, of all places, Florida. Um, a Florida city agreed to pay $600,000 in ransom to hackers who took over its computer system, the latest in thousands of attacks worldwide aimed at extorting money from governments and businesses. The Riviera Beach City Council voted unanimously this week to pay the hackers' demands, believing the Palm Beach suburb had no choice if it wanted to retrieve its records, which the hackers encrypted. The council already voted to spend almost a million on new computers and hardware after the hackers captured the city system three weeks ago. The hackers apparently got into the city system when an employee clicked on an email link. And we just talk about that? Not clicking on things? <laughs> clicked on an email link that allowed them to upload malware. The city had numerous problems, including losing its email system, 911 dispatchers not being able to enter calls into the computer system. According to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, ransomware is the fastest-growing malware threat. No, 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 no. So things haven't changed. Governments in Atlanta, Newark, New Jersey, Sarasota, Florida have all been hit with these ransomware attacks. Even U.S. hospitals have been held hostage. So, again, I can't stress it enough. Don't click on anything. Don't click on anything because they are going to try to trick you into clicking on some type of picture or malware or I got one the other day that looked like a document that was sent to me on another server but when I clicked when I when I looked at the link to go to click on the link I realized the link was on some really wild server name nothing to do with you know anything that was in the email note so uh, just be really careful and if like I said if you don't feel it something that you should be clicking on don't click on it because once you click on it it's completely over with and like this city in Florida ended up paying 600 grand to get their files back now yes we can sit here and we can question whether or not they had backups and why didn't they have backups and all that but the bottom line is they literally had to pay hackers to get their data back which is not good because that just emboldens those hackers to keep on doing it because they're in it for one reason and one reason only to make money so long as they're making money, they're happy. So the next song I want to play uh, is a local guy. Oh, no, wait, is this? Oh, yeah, we've got Amanda Ashley up again. So I'm going to uh, play Amanda Ashley. This particular song is called Glowing. And this particular song is um, from her album. Let me see here. I had it right here. Uh, I'll, no, I can't find it right off the top of my head, but I'll tell you when we come back. This is Amanda Ashley, and the song is called Glowing. Glowing. <laughs> 
was Amanda Ashley and as I was telling you before she's a local artist um, has a pretty good history and background since the age of about 14 16 Um, she's uh, undergone years of touring and performing throughout the East Coast southern parts of the United States and Northern California in promotion of her two studio album releases with her band Amanda Ashley trio the one album is metaphor metamorphosis in 2014 and in 2015 was Living Dead. There's a third studio album that's currently in the works and soon to be released. So again, Amanda will be playing tonight at um, La Bella Vida uh, on Empire Boulevard in Webster at about 6.30. So uh, what have you got for us over there, Corey? Anything? Uh, not, not too much, to be honest. Not this week. Um, now, I know... Like we had been talking about, um, we actually at work, uh, I work as a dispatcher for those of you that don't know, but um, so 
we get a lot of emails that come through um, and they do the phishing that you were talking about. They do like tests to see if you actually click on it or not because so they fake a phishing email exactly send it out to the employees and you have an option to click whether it's real or fake like it'll say up in the top phishing email and you're supposed to click on that if you get those and to be honest i feel like a lot of companies that are bigger should be doing that because in this instance where this cut this um gentleman that clicked on an email from that company how is he supposed to know i mean yes obviously you don't want to click on something that well, you don't know where yeah, it's coming from just never do that but at the same time when you're working for a company you don't know you get lots of emails every day especially a bigger company you don't know where what's coming from what sometimes if you read it too quickly i mean i guess i could see how it could happen you get what i'm saying so it I definitely if you're not getting trained by your company it's definitely something you want to keep your eye trained to um, normally you get those, it's where it looks like it would say something from like blah, 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 corporate at gmail.com or at this so-and-so.net, um, where, where it changes the end of it. If you were going to get an email from Microsoft, it would say, do not reply at microsoft.com or something like that. So well, just that's, something to keep your eye out for. Well, that's pretty good. But you know that a, a large company has the resources to do something like that. Right. But your smaller companies just really don't have the resources to be able to accomplish that level of, you know, testing or whatever, if you will. Um, that's why I'm glad, like, especially with with being able to get that training. Because before, I didn't really, like, I knew about emails and I knew about the phishing that would be sent out where they send you the fake email, what have you. But... Uh, I know. I guess I wouldn't be as acute to it as I am now, where I'd be able to catch it as easily. Um, so I definitely am grateful for that training. But um, if you're, if it's something that you're not sure of too, um, you can always Google it. Now I wouldn't go clicking on links, um, and that's also another good way that a lot of people can learn about technology. I personally have done it. I know that you do that, or Chris back at the computer store. Um, whenever we're not sure of something. Google or YouTube can be a very great help to you. You can learn how to cook on YouTube. Um, there's so many different things that you can just go out and learn how to do. Uh, you can almost learn how to do anything in the world off of YouTube and Google alone. Um, it's just a matter of whether you're able to understand what that person or that link is stating for you. Um, it's definitely one of those things where each person has their own learning style or their own learning curve. Um, so as most of us went through high school or college, you had the professors and the teachers that you clicked with. It's going to be the same thing with the videos that you're going to be watching or the links that you're going to be going through. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, the most important thing I always stress, at least to our customers, is if you don't know, don't do it and call us and we'll we can probably tell you and that's that's what i was saying yeah just exactly. just reading us the message over the phone we can probably tell you whether or not that it's you know real or fake and but, i would say you know 99 percent of the time it's probably something you don't want to click on exactly and that's why it, it never hurts to google it though i'm not saying right. going clicking on the links well, no, exactly, but if you type right. into google say hey i got this blah 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 it yep. will pull up, and it, a lot of these websites is actually there are websites out there that review all of these fake emails yep. that come across. And well, there's Snopes, and there's you know all those other websites that have uh, um, fake you know information that's been you know posted on the internet. They'll they'll have screenshots of it or whatever. So you can always uh, you know check it out first, or what we call vetting. You can vet your you know thing out before you go clicking on it, or 
you know, call someone or talk to someone or just ignore it, move on and go to some, you know, go on. You know, the, the way that the way that I look at these phishing emails is the way that I look at every time you get one of those checks, quote, oh, air yeah. quotes <laughs> in the mail that says $30,000 towards your new car. And when you read the fine print, it says you must have this much down. You must be trading this in at yeah, from some, value or or some email note from an Egyptian prince that has twelve million dollars that he needs to spend and he needs your help somehow to do that but first you have to give a thousand dollars but first you have to send them your credit card <laughs> so well, while we're on that subject let's talk a little bit about facebook uh something i'm not real too pleased with here facebook was able to acquire a hundred and eighty-seven thousand users data with this snoopy vpn app so VPN stands so for Facebook vir- went out and face, did this. Facebook so they somehow was it something was, they did proactively yep, or? through the Apple Store they put out this um, research VPN. So VPN stands for Virtual Private Network. A lot of people have this idea that a VPN is going to protect your identity on the internet. Or I've clicked and I made it private so nobody can see it. Or somehow it's going to be private, but the reality is it's not really private. It's all stored on somebody else's server. And your information still available. It'll, this, hide this it to just, the, it'll hide it to the general eye. Say, it'll hide it between you and where you're going to, but it eventually somebody else can get it. And this well, just on proves Facebook, that fact. You can, you can put your credit card. You can put your phone well, this, number. This is not about that. This is about you using this VPN app. And then the information that you typed into the app was available to the people who made the app, mm-hmm. which was Facebook. So uh, according to a letter sent to Facebook, by Facebook to Senator Richard Blumenthal, um, attained at TechCrunch, which is a website that does a lot of this investigative work. 31,000 U.S. users, 4,300 of whom are teenagers, uh, and the rest all being from India, had their information stolen because they entered it through this VPN app. So basically VPN is, instead of you, say you, you're on your computer and you type in www.google.com, it has to leave your computer and go to your ISP. A lot of people around here have Spectrum, or they might have Frontier. And for those that don't know, ISP is Internet Service right. Provider. And, and Or you might have Greenlight. So it has to go through your Internet Service Provider. From there, it goes to the VPN site. From the VPN site, it goes out to Google, you know, to Google through, another, through the VPN. So eventually, it has to end up at Google. But the, if it's passing through a third-party site, all your information is still available to that third-party site. It's like going and talking with someone, right? And you had someone drive you to the event, but you don't want them to know what's taking place, but they're there the entire time listening to the conversation. They're able to gather that information. Right, so so say you take an Uber, and you're talking on the phone in a private conversation to somebody on the other side of the phone. The guy in the car with you can hear everything you're saying. He might not be able to hear everything they're saying, but he can certainly hear everything you're saying. So your information is only as good as, you know, basically what you know what you keep without going on the internet. Once you put it on the internet, forget it. There's no anonymity. So it's Facebook has said that uh, you know the negative coverage was not really that good for them, and you know that they're pointing out that the app um, that saw it has been discarded and all that. But the bottom line is, 187,000 people had their information essentially stolen. 
Um, I mean, I don't know. App. We don't know exactly what that information is. It all—it all depends. Well, yeah, it says here that it could have been. Um, well, it know, all depends on what you had on. Name, so, address, right. and that kind of thing. But that's what I'm saying with right. Facebook so, yeah, nowadays. Not everybody fills out every field on Facebook. But that's what I'm saying with nowadays with all of the games they have on Facebook with Candy Crush. You can pay. That's one of the big ones. You can pay to help you play. Right. right? So people are storing their credit card information on there. People are storing their cell phone numbers for quicker authentication when you, like, work on an app or what have you. All of that information, if you're storing it inside of Facebook, even if you've clicked keep private, they're still holding that information. It's it's yeah. not technically – it's private to the normal eye. If you go to your page, you're not going to be able to see it. But for someone that wants to go out and get that information, if they wanted to and they were able to obtain it, that's a lot of information. If you have your phone number and your credit card, that's a lot of information that they can have right there. And, and the other problem with this is it states in this article is that, you know, the company that created this app was banned from Apple's App Store in 2018 for violating its privacy, privacy poli- policy – However, what they did was just rename the company and come back and, and put it back up under a different name. <laughs> and so, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a proverbial cat and mouse game with this stuff. And to be honest, the more that technology continues to progress, especially with this day and age, you're going to see a lot of that happen. It's not necessarily a negative, negative things, but you're going to see the people who either A, struggled with under one name, changing it and becoming something else or what have you, because it's easier nowadays to do that. Back a, a while ago, before apps, before smartphones and things like that, it was more difficult to change names of companies and things but now you can register under apple's store as a new company and release a different the same exact app maybe revamped a little bit or what have you but it's literally the same thing all these companies have all these same apps out there so it's just and and the other thing i want to make sure everybody understands is a lot of this stuff is is not platform specific what i mean by that is you know you can have a windows computer you can have a mac you can have linux and you can be susceptible to this stuff because if you're reading an email and you click on a link, you know it's it's designed to do things on your computer. So you're you know you're you're literally susceptible on on all platforms. So not not any one of them is completely mobile exempt. device. Um, I know yeah, cell phones. Some of exactly. these Droid. smart TVs have access to the internet too. Yep. Um, almost anything that I you bet can you use. If we, if we googled it right now for you know malware on a smart tv there's some something out there already well to be honest and i think anything that has access to the internet is susceptible to something at some point or another right um i mean it's, it is all the supply and the demand so it's all based upon how many people are actually using the internet on that device yep. and like we talked about before on the show multiple weeks in a row windows has been one of those ones that has been the main priority of people who have been creating viruses or what have you because it, it has been one of those more predominant well, still 93 percent roughly or nine somewhere around 93 94 percent of all computers out there are windows computers well, so if you're going to attack somebody's computer to steal money or to gain information you're going to go after the big pool to the to the normal brain for me it took a while to process this but i didn't understand what the big difference between windows and mac was and it's because Think about it. You have Dell. You have Samsung. You have all of these other companies that have Windows on their devices, right? Yeah. Apple had to create their own operating system to put on their own device. So you have five, six, seven, eight, nine companies all with Windows on their own device. Apple had to create their own. Right. So, so yeah, it's essentially what you're saying is Apple's proprietary to its own hardware, which is true 
Um, but it's not it's not going to prevent you from being able to get infected. Right. And, and the same thing with Linux. Linux can be installed on anything, and you can still get infected on a Linux machine. So let's play another song. Uh, I picked this one's Cab Calloway. Uh, I think I've told you before, Cab Calloway is definitely a local guy. Um, he is a big band leader, a uh, swinging big band leader. Uh, this one uh, comes in with, uh, it says Chew Berry. It looks like it's circa 1937 to 1944, somewhere in there. And it's called Bye Bye Blues. And this is Cab Calloway. was a cab calloway song and as you can see here we play all different kind of genres of music um because we're really trying to get uh you know people uh to listen to music of local artists so well i look they... at it i look at i look at music the way that i look at technology uh it's technology and music are all for different uh different backgrounds 
I guess you could say. You know what I mean? There's not one individual that's going to necessarily like technology more than the other. And we're definitely a day and age where technology will forever continue to grow. You know what I mean? It's it's not something that's going to slow down. You're going to see things to continue to progress. We talked about the huge, huge behemoth TVs and things like that, the wall TVs. Um, things yeah. are just going to keep t- continue to get bigger and better. Yeah, technology advances so quickly nowadays that, you know. You buy an iPhone yeah, 7, and next really, thing you know, they're coming out with iPhone 9. It's really different, you know, from from an era, you know, bef- even before I grew up where, you know, technology was around, but it doesn't, it did not advance as rapidly as it's advancing now. I mean, you know, look, we got self-driving cars, and those can be hacked, and, you know, you got all kinds of things out there. So speaking of attacks, uh, here's another one from, I uh, got this off of uh, Naked Security again. A phishing attack lures victims with encrypted message alert. So it says, what is it about phishing emails that makes them so enduringly popular? Um, the standard answer is they exploit fear, alarm, and annoyance to persuade users to click on them, which explains the horde of campaigns using fictitious legal threats or warnings about bank accounts to get a foot in the door. Or this, they seem too good to be true, an yeah. advertisement or a coupon. So or This particular one was picked up by Bleeping Computer, which is a company that I've been following for quite a while. Um, they've been... I actually work with them back when the first crypto uh, uh, virus uh, malware came out. Um, so it says that uh, this one has been skillfully deployed, which means somebody spent an awful lot of time Research. trying to figure out people, you know, human interaction and how, how they can take advantage it's, of it. It's crazy. It's this, like research. Yeah, this is an email that looks like it's from Microsoft alerting the recipient to an encrypted message which must be viewed accessing OneDrive for business. This is the one that I got that I mentioned earlier. So it, it said that um, what happens is it says that you have a message and you're supposed to log into your OneDrive. The website that you go to, though, is not Microsoft's OneDrive. It, it they is make not it OneDrive.Microsoft.com. It looks exactly like it. It has the same login screen the same picture but the url is just that's what you need to look at with this stuff this is the main thing you can look at and the url is up at the top of the bar that's where actually that's the server name you're actually going to so what people do is they type their username and password and click to log in the second and then they can't log in but the second they do that that server captures your username and password instantly turns it back around and tries to log back in yep and then what they do is they go in and they steal your email address, which I've seen now probably three times. They steal your email and prevent you from getting the emails. They send the emails out as you to somebody else asking for money. And I actually had one company that wired $150,000 to somebody over this phishing scheme. So it's really bad. I mean, it, you know, it can it can cost you know a lot of money if you make this mistake. So. Just don't click on anything, you know, sometimes. If you don't know... It's always better to ask. Yeah, if you're not expecting somebody to send you an invoice in the mail, if you're not expecting UPS to send you an update on a shipment, you know, don't click on it because they're all scams. Everything under the sun you can think of has been turned into a scam. And I think it's one of those things where we're now in a day and age where a lot of people don't want to feel... I don't don't really know how to put this, but not in a negative way, but people... I, I know me personally and a couple other people that I've talked to about this, people don't want to feel stupid. 
And it's not a fact of feeling stupid. It's the fact of not understanding or not knowing what I should have done. You know what I mean? Until it's happened, you're like, okay, well, it's not that big of a deal. I didn't know what I was supposed to do, and I did this. But until something happens where um, either money gets taken from you and you have to fight to get it back, um, your identity is stolen or something like that, it, it's one of those things where you want to you wanna know about it beforehand. You don't want to let it get to that point. And it's not a bad thing when it comes to protecting yourself whether it be a phishing email or just life in general, if it's something that you are not sure on and you need assistance, don't be afraid to ask anybody. And it, go to someone that either you trust or someone you know will be able to supply you with that answer. Um, like I said, you can always Google things. Uh, you don't always need to click on the links. Um, but I, that's what I have done personally. I've also gone to people, especially with my dad. Anytime I've had a computer question or my brother that I haven't been able to answer, I've gone to them on it. And I know with being in the computer background, coming to you guys with some of the questions, I'm like, I know I should know this answer, but I need you to yeah. tell me what it is. That happens to me too sometimes, actually. And here's a shout-out to Chris back in the store. And, again, the name of the store is Computer Works Pro. Um, it's on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash computerworkspro. It's also on the web, www.computerworkspro.com. Um, you can Facebook me, Kenneth Corpus. You can Facebook Corey, Corey Corpus. Uh, he's on Twitch. Yeah, his, we're streaming it. We didn't stream streaming, last week, streaming but we're this back live this week. On Twitch, his username is no time the number four ambition no time for ambition all one word all one word which was the number four is in there you know that you found the right one because i just changed my logo it's now nt4a in purple so you'll see it yep. if you click and on i'm it. also taking these podcasts the video not the video but the sound alone just the just the podcast of the shows and i'm putting them on anchor.fm and it's under my full name kenneth-corpus and that's C-O-R-P-U-S. So if, you, if you're searching out there for us, you can find us. If you missed the show and you want to listen in again, it's out there. Um, so here's another song. Corey, you want to introduce this one? This is the one that you picked. It's not really a local artist, though. No, no, no. I wouldn't say that it's a local artist, but uh, definitely a good song. I mean, I, I know we've had a lot of good discussion today. Now, it's one of those, one of these songs where it would kind of fit to what we were talking about. Uh, if you click on these emails, it could definitely bring a lot of rain. So uh, this song is Ain't and No Sunshine. I'm going to go ahead and play it, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Wonder this time where she's gone Wonder if she's gone to stay Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away And I know, 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 hey, I ought to leave the young thing alone, but ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Only darkness. 
sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away Anytime she goes away Anytime she goes away Anytime she goes away Okay, that was Bill Withers with Lean On Me. No, no, that was oh, Ain't No Sunshine. Ain't no sunshine. <laughs> now it's, it's, it goes along with Lean On Me. Yeah. I mean, you'll definitely be leaving it on somebody if uh, you give these scammers some information. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to lean on me. They're going to ask me how to help them. And the first thing I always talk to people when they come in and they've been scammed somehow, the very first question Did you I, pay money? Exactly. Did you give them your credit card number or your bank account number? Or Did you give passwords. them any information referring to any yeah, money? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, and I tell them, please stop talking to me. Go down to your bank and cancel your credit card. We can card. always look at cleaning the computer and fixing yeah, it after. I can take care of that later. That you right, wait with as, long, as long as your computer's unplugged, that's not the issue. The issue is some guy in some foreign country on the other side of the world has your credit card number. Then he's and swiping. He's, he's going to go have some fun with it. So, you just got to be careful. Um, so here's another another illustration about how not just money gets stolen, but how information gets stolen. So what happened is there's a case um, in Spain where a Spanish football league, which Spanish football is soccer, right? yes, yep, um, was fined a whole bunch of money, about two hundred eighty thousand dollars in American money, two hundred fifty thousand in libras. Uh, for co-opting users' smartphones as digital eavesdropping tools. What they did is they made an app available in both the Android and the Apple stores. They provide users with soccer commentary, news, and data. But unbeknownst to those users who didn't read the fine print, now who reads the fine print? Almost nobody. Nobody reads the fine print. And they, um, it's said there that their GPS function, they would be using their GPS functions to determine where they were during the football matches. So the app would then use <laughs> their smartphone microphones to record the ambient noise and see if it matched game noise. If the app found a match and discovered that you were in a public place like a bar, it would deduce that the game was being broadcast illegally. <laughs> So you know how you can't rebroadcast some of these games? This app was actually snooping on your phone at where you were watching the game, used your GPS locating software in your phone to make sure that to what tell they were it where assuming. you were. And if you weren't at the football game, you it would tell them and it would report them and then, you know, they would try to go after them for illegally copyright infringement or whatever it is over in But Spain. to me, like that's just they call it. How do you how, the assumption, you know what I mean? Like, that's going out at a whim, but hey, I mean, more power to them, I guess. They they took advantage of a situation, and that's one of those things where, like you said, a lot of people don't read the fine print, and it's... But, you know, just think about that for a second. The the amount of engineering and thought process that had to go into that whole thing. Well, like how many people read the fine print, like you said? Well, not just the fine print, but just think about the development of that app. Somebody had to sit down and say, hey... Is a team. I'm, That's not one individual. That's As a whole a team, team. Right. So the soccer league had to sit down and say, "We're going to develop an app that we can steal information from the users of the app, 
locate their GPS uh, settings, determine whether or not that the place that they're at is has the legal right to view that program, and then go after that establishment for infringement. So he was listening. That's crazy. I I can't get over that. That's and crazy. It's just nuts. It's it's insane. The I amount mean, of the technology, le- yeah, the the level, where technology is now. The level of thought process that went into that is is just is unbelievable. So. Um, it looks yeah, you know, like, you said you had one other thing here you wanted to talk about. I do, and this is kind of something that Chris was into, right? Cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you Chris was mining for a while. Yeah, he was doing a mining. He, he had set a, up a computer, and it like helped. Six video cards or something? Yeah, it was crazy. He built it out of a, uh, yeah. uh, a, a, a pretty much like a waste bin yeah, kind of thing. Right. Store. <laughs> Cut it up, and it was pretty cool. So Facebook's Libra Kim- cryptocurrency. So Facebook is getting involved in cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency basically is this okay so you know how you can buy something online with your credit card or your debit card or even your bank account that is sort of electronic currency no money is exchanging hands but you're agreeing to pay for it through some so it's like it's like a guarantee like okay i want this here is my information i'll take that product here's my information take the money so cryptocurrency takes that one step further there's no cash backing up this cryptocurrency it's basically like an account online someplace that says you have x amount of cryptocurrency dollars um, so and that's that's one crazy Facebook, thing. Yeah, this Facebook announced it. Um, the company announced it. it's called Libra Crypto Assist. It's launching next year in 2020. Uh, the Libra blockchain it'll run on, and uh, it's also independent. Um, Libra Association with high-profile founding members to govern it, and a new subsidiary called Calibra that'll release a Libra wallet and other financial products to serve the Libra ecosystem. So Facebook doesn't want anybody else's cryptocurrency on their platform. They've come up with their own, and they're going to make you utilize it if you want to use cryptocurrency. So there's been some rumors still persisting that Facebook's eventually going to charge for their service. I don't know that that'll ever happen, um, but they might charge for certain parts of their service. with the way that cryptocurrency is going right now um i feel like you know how and with the way that the devices are we're getting to the point where you can walk up to the gas pump now and tap your card and turn around and walk away pay your gas pump your car get in your car and leave we're getting to that point where eventually it's going to be where you're not going to need to do anything with this cryptocurrency i, I feel like in the future everything will match yeah it's getting crazy. What? So, you know, they're, they're going to rival things like Apple Pay Cash and PayPal and Venmo. I mean, they're they're going to be right there with, you know, all those big big name players. Um, so I don't know. I You know, if 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 you're going to be buying stuff, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably something along the lines of, you know, Facebook Marketplace and, and things like that where it's going to be used. I don't think it's going to be used to collect money. Um, but we are probably. We are almost out of time yeah, here. We're almost out of time. So this is Ken Corpus, and I'm here with... Corey Corpus. My son. We got Chris Corpus, went a shout-out to back at the store. We got to get him in here one of yeah, these Yeah, we got to... Maybe I'll go work at the store so you can get him in here, or, or maybe close maybe the store close earlier, the store a little hours, bit early. Yeah, or... close it a little early one day and have him come in. And uh, But we definitely you know. appreciate everybody that's been listening to this point. I know I've had some people reach out to me directly, uh, state that they've really been enjoying the show. They've learned a lot. 
Um, I definitely appreciate everybody. I know that sometimes with technology, we may use terms or things like that. And if you ever hear something on the radio with us and you're not sure what it may be, don't be afraid to reach out to us. That's definitely one thing we like to emphasize is it's better to reach out to us to get an understanding of what we're talking about, or maybe you heard something that you had a question on. Um, it's never too too bad to reach out to get information that you might need. Yeah, and again, our Facebook page is Computer Works Pro. everybody this is chris caden join me every thursday on wrfz from 7 to 8 p.m for catching up with caden each week i'll open your eyes and we'll venture into the wide world of professional wrestling we'll be talking about ring of honor those little independent wrestling that you know you don't know about well i'm gonna open your eyes to them and then we'll talk about maybe new japan who knows however i'm feeling that day so come and join me every Thursday at 7 p.m. for Catching Up with Caden, only on Rochester Free Radio, 106.3 FM. Listen to AREC Radio Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 on Rochester Free Radio, 106.3 FM. I should say that again so that I don't sound like a stuttering idiot. Listen to Air Rec Radio Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 on Rochester Free Radio 106.3 FM. Hey there, this is Jeff Michaels, and join me every Saturday for Soul Finger, the Soul Music Show. And we're in the middle of doing our Motown Records A to Z of A-sides between 1959 and 1972. So many hits, so many songs you've never heard of, and so many songs by people you know that you may never have heard of. So join me every single Saturday from 5 to 6 p.m. with a replay Tuesdays from 3 to 4 p.m. Right here on Rochester Free Radio, the Soul Finger Soul Music Show. Mostly cloudy tonight with a low around 59. Tomorrow, showers mainly afternoon with a high near 69. Tomorrow night, showers mainly before 10 p.m. with a low around 56. I'm Cindy Jean Green with your weather. Thanks for listening to WRFC 106.3 FM. This is Armin Shawbrook from the House of Guitars, and you're listening to WRFZ. LP Rochester. Right now we got the Funkadelics. What's going on with the Funkadelics? One Nation under a groove. 
You know, Vibe Magazine named their album 100 Essential Albums of the 20th Century. Yeah, and they're also labeled as one of the greatest funk albums of all time. Yeah, one of the best albums, without a doubt. Let's get into it. One Nation Under a Groove. Let's feel it. I'm rocking it right now. Let's do it. Yes, 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 I'm ready. 